Steven Spielberg saw a version of it at some point, a couple of years before it came out, and he was like, mm, this is scary. I, I, I have some thoughts. I want to be involved and, and gave us notes on the ending. He was like, don't kill Katie's character. <laughs> and Oren calls me and I'm like getting off of work, waiting tables. He's like, I've got some news. What, what, what news? Steven Spielberg saw the movie. I'm sorry. What? what? Um, yeah. Oh my he's like, Can God. you be in San Diego tomorrow to do reshoots? And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I don't know. Let me, uh, hang on. Let me check with Karen. Let me check if I can get off the schedule. Yeah. Um, and so that's how the new endings came where they didn't kill me. And even then I wasn't, I, I was too young and, and, and naive to be thinking about why would that be? I mean, I think creatively it's more scary if the bad guy is like out in the world somewhere, you know, on sure. a subconscious level. So there's that. Welcome to the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Uh, what, what part of Texas are you from? I am from uh, North Texas, from the Dallas area. My, uh, my parents are divorced, but they lived in different areas outside of Dallas. And then I went to SMU, which was in Dallas. So Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where I grew up too. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I, I went to high school at, um, I went to two high schools. I went to Grapevine High School and Colleyville Heritage High School. Okay, I went to James, James Bowie High School. We probably played each other in sports or something. Absolutely, that absolutely happened, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I graduated in 98, I think. It was the first year, I think, of that new high school. That's why I went to two different high schools. But I hated it because it was brand new, it was rich kids in mercedes i was like this is not work i had a you know 89 ford ranger no front bumper it's like i don't fit in here this yeah. is not <laughs> that's kind of how i felt at smu uh yeah you know yeah, i know smu for sure i went for the theater and then i showed up and i was like oh these kids all have a lot of money not the theater yeah. but everyone else you know <laughs> all the theater kids in like sweatpants and pajama pants and like backpacks and then the other girls would be like in stiletto heels and their mercedes walking to class all done up and i'm like i have never i've never been that fancy ever in my life and this is just a thursday for you um so it did take some adjustment yeah absolutely well then you move out to la right so then that's like just this whole i, I don't know if that got any better um, i think it made la less weird for me in the beginning there you go. Okay, I, like, I can see that. Yeah, I felt like SMU prepared me that that area of Dallas, you know, which I love, you know, uh, sure. and the kind of how it's spread out and it, there's it's, it can be very fancy. Uh, did sort of pave the way for LA to feel kind of um, less less foreign to me um, for sure. Nice. I love that cat uh, she, coming in there. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> she's really she's simple this vibe or she just wants love and she refused and if i shut her out then you'll just hear her on the door so this is the the best of both worlds she'll come sit in my lap in a little while and calm down that's hilarious. my dogs just bark coincidentally like and they can't even see this so they don't i i i don't know what i don't know uh i don't know if they 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 just instinctively knew there was a cat around 
Uh, well, again, thank you so much for taking the time um, today to to talk to us. I'm I'm really excited to talk to you. I I actually just I know you probably hear this a million times, but I just watched Paranormal Activity just right now for the podcast. I hadn't seen it actually since it came out, mm -hmm. so it had been a long time. Yeah. Uh, and wow, it is sort of timeless. It's still scary. I don't like horror movies to be honest with you. So I'm I get I, I get like actually scared. Uh, of what's going on and yeah it's what a movie right life-changing oh for sure life-changing i was in fact just talking to a friend of mine um she lives in atlanta now and she's she's a mom and we you know we've been friends for 15 years and we were talking about that time in our lives that kind of like mid-20s when, when lots of things were happening and we really were like wow that really was a life shift it was like one life and then this thing happened and then it was like just turned a, a giant corner so um, but that's cool that you just that you just watched it. I, I love I love when people who haven't like younger people who didn't see it when it came out kind of discover it. Um, that's always really fun, too. So. It seems oh, yeah. Well, it's a timeless. Right. It still applies. That same yeah. Yeah. that that same story uh, still applies. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just everybody still has to go home at night and sleep in a bed. So the premise <laughs> of being scared is, you know, it's like not we haven't evolved past that. So I, I think it's. Sure. Really, um, it can still resonate with people, um, which is fun. It's really fun. It's probably what resonated with people in the first place, right? I think with anybody, it was just such a familiar concept in the sense of we've all heard stuff in our house. We've all heard stuff. We've all, you yeah. know, wanted to do that. Right. We we've all wanted to like take on that mission right. um, and and do that. And, and y'all did it, you know, and it's, I mean, it is, it's very, I, I think what's scary about it is much like, I mean, not that I'm comparing the movies, but I, I think of like a movie like Alien or Jaws, like you just wait to show a lot of things, right? There's just this tense buildup and it's slow and it's just bringing you into the story. And then you're just so involved, uh, you know, with what's happening. And it's such a, you know, singular narrative, you know, it's not like it's taking place all over the world and you're jumping around. It's just, you know, coming back to the to this couple and and then watching their you know, interaction, you know, y'all's interaction. It's, mm -hmm. yes, it, it is. It's, I mean, I'm curious, you know, when you're making the movie, first of all, I had a question. Why didn't you, you know, why did these characters just put up security cameras? Who buys a, who buys a handheld <laughs> and decides to do this? Like, you know, I get that in the later ones that happened, but I just thought, why? I, that's the last thing I would think is buy a handheld to try to. <laughs> that's a good question. I don't, I don't have a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> more I, rhetorical i mean you know yeah, i'm glad they didn't though because then where would they have gone for the sequel that we never thought right <laughs> well, maybe it was maybe warren really secretly thought like i could save that for the second one Who knows? that's absolutely uh, true well it makes it more um you know intimate and you know the hand yeah. was great obviously blair witch i'm sure was on everybody's mind uh making this um which coincidentally i saw in dallas you know, when that first came out too, um, in a like a rundown theater in Dallas. And at the time, the story was still that it might be real. So that was kind of scary. And I'm and I think when Paranormal Activity came out, that was sort of the same idea, right? That this and even the way the film is shown, right? Like this yeah. is a true sort of story. So obviously that's something y'all discussed using your your real name and stuff. Were there any issues there? Were you guys concerned? We, I'm curious about that. It all happened at a very different time. So when we filmed this movie, I was right. I was super new to LA. I was 23, I think. And it was like on a whim. Orin was like, 
we're improvising this whole movie. There's no dialogue. Do you just want to use your real names? And I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. Like, it's going to be the same movie, whether I call myself Michelle or I call myself Katie. And, sure. and if I could go back in time and tell that 23 year old little girl, like, Hey, everyone in the universe and their mom is going to see this movie. Maybe give yourself a different name. I probably would. <laughs> um, so that was not something that was necessarily like well thought out or discussed. It just kind of happened. And then, years later when it came out uh they i mean we did press the day after it was released we were doing press so they they weren't trying to trick anybody but i think they like leaned into the let's not have them do press beforehand a nobody knows them so nobody's gonna care but also it serves the film for there to be a little mystery and so i think that was kind of you know kind of how that helped absolutely a hundred percent um and and y'all showed it at I'm assuming film festivals right before anything. So for really generally the first people to see this who have no backstory, have no idea of anything. Yeah. I, I mean, they must've just been, yeah, that's yeah. so crazy. That's so yeah. crazy. It was, oh, it was, yeah. I remember the first time seeing it, I think it was at Scream Fest, which is a film festival out here in LA, um, seeing it with an audience for the first time. Cause we'd seen it so countless number of, of times over the years and it wasn't scary to us anymore. And we were too close to it. And, and I remember watching it and sitting in the back of the theater with an audience and, and the things people laughed at, the things people got really upset about and scared about, you could feel the tension in the room. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this is kind of amazing. We did this. Like, oh, wow, people, people are really into this movie. And, you know, we had, even at that point, had no idea what it would become, but, um, but it was very special, very special. Oh, of course. Um, I, you know, I can't imagine anybody's going to think you're going to have that sort of reception. Uh, but again, it's just something that, you know, it, it just really, I think anybody that watched it, I don't know who didn't, um, you know, again, it was just a scenario you could find yourself in. And that's that to me is what made it so scary. It, it was yeah. based in this realism of, you know, yeah, that that could. And, and gosh, honestly, just the way it's done feels so real as well you know that that helps as well the the journey to get y'all to that point you know yeah. i mean it kind of starts at the very beginning open the door right and, and he's got the camera he's already saying things have already happened so you know there's there's a little bit of history but really that's the journey and yeah i just loved i mean and then there's this whole backstory with your character which definitely helps you know moving forward with the with the rest of the movies was that something y'all thought about because you did say like the dialogue you know hey we're going to improvise this we're going to go uh, were there certain plot points you you thought out, or there were uh, there were scenes in the movies that in the movie that that Warren had Warren our director had had planned for you know the the attic the footprints the Ouija board those kind the the dragging out of the bed so those were like tent poles that we were working Set, with. yeah but as for the character background stuff it's either stuff that we came up with in our preparation Mika and I or Warren and I or whomever or stuff that just happened in the moment. And it made it into the cut and therefore it was canon. There was stuff that, that wow. in, in my head that was real that didn't make the cut and is now no longer real because the story has taken on its own form that there's writers and things. So yeah. it was kind of like whatever we came up with in the moment that ended up making it into the cut became became the story, um, which is, I mean, for it, you know, I came from the world of theater at SMU and in high school and, and that's what I grew up with. And it's such theater is so collaborative. And I... I remember saying and thinking to myself on set for this, 
I'll never have as much fun as I'm having right now until I'm making my own work because it was so collaborative and there was no, I wasn't just an actor hitting my mark. I was really able to contribute. And I don't think I truly knew how lucky I was, but I did have some idea of it. Um, and yeah. that was a really fun part of that process for me, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, that was actually another question I was going to have as far as your character and developing it. And, you know, that's great. Um, I think, you know, sometimes when you say, okay, there's an open book to this, that seems exciting, but at the same time daunting, right? At the same time, because, well, you, you have so many options. This can go so many different places. And were you all just sort of like, you know what, let's just film a bunch and then we'll deal with it later in editing, you know? Um, well, we didn't have an ending when we started, when we started at the beginning of the week, we didn't have an ending. Really? And, oh, yeah. wow. And I That's remember awesome. we on a lunch break at California Pizza Kitchen. And <laughs> Shout out California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> Last time I've been to a California Pizza Kitchen, but it, but we were sitting there and, you know, like hashing out how, how do we wrap this movie up? How do we end it? You know, how do we where where does this story logically go and the the ending we came up with is not the ending that ended up in theaters um but but we we came up with it and then we made it happen and and there was an aspect of let's film every bit of these people's lives and and then find what what out of that needs to be told in order to make this story work and and Oren I have to give him so much credit you know he 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 did all the editing for the first film. I mean, he had like a two and a half hour cut and then we would get together and watch it and give notes and he'd yeah. whittle it down and whittle it down and then show it to some other people and eventually came up with a cut that we showed to people around town. Everyone said no. And then we made a new cut and then, you know, and then thing after thing after thing happened and, you know, uh, it evolved into what, you know, people, people see now. So it was definitely a process with lots of moving parts and lots of, creative people who listen to their intuition and instinct and um you know i think we're making it from the from a real place of like joy and excitement which is it's important you know the intent to which you do something so sure absolutely well of course that's and that's you know the people that are making it that's their journey right the people that are watching it we don't get that journey right. we get the the fruit of that labor um so i think that i think that's great it should be reciprocal that both parties uh you know get get something out of it um because that makes you more excited to do more product and whatever you know as a fan you're a fan too you watch things and you listen or whatever right to music and stuff you can tell when someone's engaged or right, right like in, into this whatever they're right. doing i mean it, it it turns you off or it turns you on or to some people it doesn't matter i, I don't know um, but for me, that that matters. I think for most people, it does, and it, yeah. it clearly shows in the in the films and the series and everything. Um, I, and I, what I love too, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the second one. You know, I, I've seen it, but it's been a long time. Um, but I, what I do remember loving about it was that it's like a prequel, right? Like we're gonna go back and find this story. I thought that was genius uh, idea to to do that. Was that thought of too? Did y'all even think? Were y'all thinking of other movies when you're making the no, first one or no, not at no. all? So we we were so excited to make this movie. We were very committed to making the very best movie that we could possibly make, the kind of movie we would want to see in a movie theater um, because that's what felt joyful and important to us. And, 
you know, the success that came later was such a gift, uh, but was kind of icing on the cake. It was, it was the, the doing it was really the most joyful part. And the rest of it was like this kind of amazing abundance that came later. Uh, but no, we were not thinking in the original ending, I die. So that's it. Movie's over. Yeah. It's it, you know? <laughs> and um, well, it is movies. Yeah. Well, I guess we could break back, but she was gone. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Steven Spielberg saw a version of it at some point, a couple of years before it came out. And he was like, mm, this is scary. I, I, I have some thoughts. I want to be involved and, and gave us notes on the ending. He was like, don't kill Katie's character. <laughs> and Oren calls me and I'm like getting off of work waiting tables. He's like, I've got some news. What, what, what news? Steven Spielberg saw the movie. I'm sorry. What? What? Um, yeah. Oh my said, Can God. you come to San Diego tomorrow to do reshoots? And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I don't know. Let me, uh, hang on. Let me check with Karen. Let me check if I can get off the schedule. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so that's how the new endings came where they didn't kill me. And even then I wasn't, I, I was too young and, and, and naive to be thinking about why would that be? I mean, I think creatively it's more scary if the bad guy is like out in the world somewhere, you know, on sure. a, subconscious level so there's that but i wasn't business katie wasn't really in full force at 24 years old and so it didn't even occur to any of us that that could be why and then as soon as the movie opened and was a success i think like the next day there was there were rumors and i went oh wow that's why interesting that's so awesome. it all happened you know it was such a crazy time I can't imagine. I mean, I just, I can't imagine that's everybody's, you know, dream, right? This is why you got into this to, to make a difference, make a film that has impacted people and created, I mean, it's literally created this whole new way of making movies, you know, and this whole new horror genre, this whole new, you know, franchise and spinoffs and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I was also curious at the same time that you know, I, I'm in. I'm a chef, and I'm in the normally in the in the restaurant industry. Um, and typically, like sometimes a chef can get stuck into a certain you know cooking right. whatever, right, right. right? Like a cuisine, if you will, and, and can't really get out of it. So you know, being yeah, being being time cap, right? You, you're serving the same meal, like you, you just you, you know. So I'm curious if you felt like yeah, like after the success, you want the success. But at the same time, is too much of it, oh, crap, this is everything I'm, you know, everybody comes to me on the street, talks to me about this. Is it, was it overwhelming? Is it a journey? I'm sure it's a lot. It's, it's for sure a journey. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of, of, of kind of layers to it. I never uh, became an actor. I, I think any actor who says they don't like attention is probably lying a little bit. But I, I <laughs> certainly do, you know, but I don't, yeah. I didn't, I, my goal was never to be famous or to something outside of myself. It was like, I love creating, I love acting. And so that was the focus. And, um, and when this happened, you know, it was, it was crazy. It was like all of a sudden, there were lots of meetings and lots of people and lots of press. I'd never done press before. And, 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 you know, there was, it was, it was a very, very in, intense. And I think luckily I never, you know, it never got to the place where anybody really, like I could go to the grocery store and somebody would stop me, but it was never paparazzi or something like that. It was just, yeah. people, and people I like, you know? Um, so that was certainly an intense thing to go through so young. And I think, 
for me, having not had a, a career sort of buildup, I was, I was brand new. I was in LA for a couple of years, you know, just really digging in on this one project, auditioning on the side, doing all these other things. And then this thing blew up and then all of a sudden we're on the cover of, you know, Entertainment Weekly or whatever. It was, it was intense. Um, and and also really fun in a lot of ways, but, of course. but, you know, but intense. And I had, a, I had a lot of sort of, I had to learn on the fly a lot and I didn't always do it right. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but I tried and, and I think for me, the journey has been twofold to, to let the business aspect of this industry to learn that and, and to be able to not only be an artist in this industry, but also be a businesswoman in this industry and to understand that those two things, this is where those two things meet up. And uh, both of them are equally important. It's important to be able to be a full artist and it's important to be able to be a competent businesswoman who can have boundaries and take care of herself because nobody's job, it's nobody's job to take care of me but me. And that was yeah. something I had to kind of learn on the fly. Um, and sort of figuring out like who my tribe of people is that I wanna work with, that I wanna yeah. have on my team. You know, that was stuff that I think generally happens usually for people as they're coming up and for me, I like jumped up to this kind of high level and then had to kind of like let that go a little bit so that I could like reform how I wanted my career and my life to look. And I, I do think that it is, especially with this going back to the whole naming of the character thing, uh, <laughs> a curious, a curious situation where even people who understand most people, not everyone, but most people know that it's just a movie, especially now after a gazillion sequels. Sequels, But there is some sort of, I think, thing that people have sometimes, even casting directors and whatnot, where they're, where they're like, oh, but you weren't really acting. But, that you, were, you were just being you. I'm like, well, no, we were acting. You know, I wasn't possessed. We're not in love. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is all totally. Not, you know, so I do think there's some of that that, that has happened as well. Um, but I gotta say, it's you know the I wouldn't I, I I'm so grateful for for I'm, I'm so grateful to be a part of something that I could I could help I could be there at the very nucleus of it the very beginning and to watch it kind of become what it has become and then kind of let it go and allow other people to take ownership of it and to still be a part of it um, and just to kind of see what that did you know as you were saying in the sort of world of, of horror films when paranormal activity when the first one came out, I think there was a lot of, you know, like saw was big. There was a lot of like kind of torture porn stuff happening and there's yeah. a place for all of it. But I do think that that paranormal activity was kind of a rebirth of that Alfred Hitchcock sort of quiet vibe that, yeah. and, and the, and the found footage and whatnot that sort of gave uh, kind of a new breath to things, which is cool. You know, I, I never knew that would be my, in my path, but I'm, super grateful that I got to be, you know, a part of that for sure. Were, were you into going. horror stuff before? Do what? Were you into horror like films or that culture before, I, before this? I would have, if I, if you'd asked me that before paranormal, I would have been like, yeah, I like horror films. Yeah. But now that I know what real horror fans, the level of dedication and commitment and like passion they feel that's, I'm not in that vain i mean i enjoy horror films Candyman's my favorite um i made uh, my best friend and i when i was when we were in junior high <laughs> made a trilogy of um horror films in my on my dad's farm um 
and they're, they're, we quickly realized that they were never going to be scary. So we went for funny and yeah, they're funny because they're so bad. Um, <laughs> so I, I certainly do enjoy them and, and, and always wanted to find that scary movie that would really like stick with me. Um, but I, but one of the cool things about being in a, in a horror film is, is meeting the fans because they are passionate in a way, I think sci-fi horror, like, you know, those kinds yeah. of fans are into it. And it's so fun to comic book, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah to, you're right. To, you know, to meet people who are so excited and I've had so many, you know, I've had so many lovely moments with people who have really, you know, cause I'm thinking like, what's well, a scary movie. That's cool. Is, is it changing the world? Probably not. But these people watch, you know, this guy, Jordan, who I met at a convention, he watched it with, he watched it every year with his mom and she would get so scared that she would make him sleep on the floor next to the bed. And it was like this <laughs> tradition that he had with his mom. And so he was like, I'm so thankful to you because this is a thing I shared with my mom. And I'm like, Oh, wow. That is actually really nice. That's, well, oh, I love that, you know? So it's, it's been fun to discover all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, touching people. Wow. That's a kind of a crazy story watching that with my mom. I would never watch that with my mother. She, <laughs> She she screams like nobody's bed would be the end. If she asked me to sleep next to her bed on the floor, I'd be like, Mom, what are you talking about? Mom, this is, this is crazy. Uh, but you're right. I love that. Um, you know, of course, this movie has, I'm sure a lot of people say it's their favorite, you know, horror film. It, I mean, it has to be uh, something like that. You know, it's definitely one of the top scary movies I can think of um, just because, again, the realism of it makes it so frightening um in that slow tense build up you know uh like you said what was there ever any discussion you know that like we need more things to happen you know in this as we're going more tricks and stuff which everything that was done was done so beautifully mm -hmm. right and so great so i'm curious it was like let's do more let's get more you know y'all pulled it back or did y'all film stuff you didn't use we did film stuff we didn't use, but nothing major. We didn't film anything big that we didn't use. Yeah. I think I think when we were making the movie, you know, we didn't have any. We weren't thinking about it from a place of how do we sell this to an audience in the year two thousand and nine or whatever. We were thinking about sure. how do we make the best movie, and and so we made the movie we wanted to make. And it was interesting because when Paramount got involved, there were there were things that you know they were like, well, it needs to be. It needs to be more more kind of sex in it. And we were like, well, we're not going to have sex in camp. This is like, I don't know what you want. And so Oren was like, we'll do, he was like, come for a reshoot. We'll, we'll hint to that and we'll cut away and see if they like that. And so we added it and it's a flirty quick scene, but it, but it satisfied them for what they needed. And, and um, you know, and so there were things like that and they shifted the ending. And so I, I, um, I do think that, <laughs> If the movie and there was a time when they wanted to, um, I don't know if anybody, I feel like this is out there somewhere, but there was a time when the studio wanted to buy the movie and recast it and put some movie stars in it, right? And the Jason Blum, who was um, a producer on, who had been with us since the you know, almost the beginning, who's now like Blumhouse is like, yeah, he's an Massive. icon. Now. Um, yep. But they all made the agreement that like, fine, if that's what we're going to do, that's what we're going to do. But you got to watch it with an audience first. And then they watched it with an audience and people were, people were leaving in, in the screening. 
but it turns out they were leaving because they were so terrified they couldn't sit through it because it was so effective. And then everybody was like, oh, let's just leave the movie as it is. I think we're good. So, <laughs> no. so there were many ways where it could have changed or, or been a different film, but it, it worked out which is nice. No, that's awesome. I can't believe, I mean, they're just like, yeah, let's leave it, but we need to add more ghost sex. <laughs> let's get some ghost sex. And I, I love that. That's like the suggestion. That's so crazy. But, yeah. I think they, they wanted to, you know, you know, flirt it up a bit or something, but we made sure. it, we made it work. Absolutely. You know, again, it's all about serving the purpose of the relationship. I'm sure everyone, I'm sure y'all realized that, right. Y'all working yeah. on that realized uh, that that would seem more real even because uh, honestly that would have made it real awkward to all of a sudden have a sex scene in that movie yeah. and this would be like yeah what is what's going on here what why is this happening i actually don't like sex scenes in movies i i really and any movie really i just i don't know why i get immediately uncomfortable definitely don't, don't watch normal people because there's a lot of sex in that it's a great show but you will hate it then stay away she loves it she loves sex she's european she's from spain she just thinks all that stuff's normal and you know human and, <laughs> and whatever you know natural as she says just natural i yeah. was like i get that but you know this is crazy. she also took me to my first nude beach you know so <laughs> yeah she's used to that stuff i am not uh you know um yeah that's gosh so uh, you know i'm curious like um you know later on you're you know obviously doing press for this movie and now they're going to talk about making you know the second one and the third what was that also a discussion on the second one like we're gonna recast this or go to another storyline like an entire just forget y'all storyline just move to something different or was the choice you know we're going to continue this once the once the sequel started it was not whether those conversations happened it wouldn't have been with me because because the difference between the first one and the sequels is the first one was this tiny independent movie and yeah. the sequels were, um, were a, 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 a sort of kind of a indie film meets a studio film come together. Um, but at the end of the day, it was a, a Paramount movie and they have been such champions of this franchise. I have such appreciation for them um, and continue to, as I, you know, I talking to some of them last week about other things, but such good people over there. Um, yeah. But those conversations probably happened, maybe happened, but but not with me. And so when I came to set, you know, there was Chris Landon was the writer of it. And so there were, you know, there was a transition for me in like realizing like, oh, this isn't totally mine anymore. Like this is, this is now, I'm now an actor in this community of people as opposed to being one of the creators of it. And what I quickly realized is like, oh, I can, I can feel weird about that. Or I can really embrace the fact that this family is getting bigger and it's the reason why this story can keep going. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and so then I, I, I had to kind of roll with the punches and, and, um, but no, after that, I mean, you know, I guess they could take it in another direction. Maybe they have sort of the spinoff and stuff. Um, they've had other, other kind of storylines come in. Um, but that's all for the. For the writers to to figure out now my my part yeah. done. <laughs> you did your you did I your did part. My part i did my part yeah. <laughs> i also read that you had um you got nominated for an mtv uh yeah. movie award right it was like most scared uh -huh. performance is that right or yes it was gotcha. the most um or frightened is that the right was it whatever frightened? It was the best actress in a scary film most scared the, or most yeah scared, something like that yeah, yeah it yeah. was 
I really wanted that because I always thought that was like a very cool, be cool to have a popcorn. Absolutely. And I don't I, know how you didn't win that. I, I just, I don't understand how you didn't win that. I know. I lost to Amanda Seyfried, who's very lovely. She sat in front of me uh, and she's now married to Tommy Sadowski, who's a, uh, who's from Houston. You should interview him. He's amazing. He's on, um, uh, life in pieces and he's on Tommy now he was on newsroom so they're lovely lovely people so if I had to lose I lost uh, I lost to a, a solid a solid lady she's super what talented. movie was was hers I cannot um, remember I can't see? remember anyone else who was in the category and I only remember Amanda because she was so nice to me and she won and I can't remember the film I'm sure she was great in it. she's well, we don't remember the movie because it did take <laughs> off like Paranormal Activity and create a whole franchise. Of, you know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy. They can't all be franchises. <laughs> they, can't, they can't all be franchises. No, no, not at all. And, and obviously people, you know, you're going to do something that people like and are engaged with. Um, you know, people are going to copy this, right? And people are going to want to do what, what good copies have you seen you know, have you seen a movie that sort of took y'all's, you know, formula and you saw, you're like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. Cause I know there's probably a lot of great question, you know, yeah. not good ones. Patrick, this is a question you should have, you should have sent me on the fly. And I, you know what? I know that I have seen over the years, um, handheld kind of movies that I liked. Um, I can't, truthfully, here's the thing. I can't think of a single one in this moment. And I will also say, if you ask me what I watched last week, I'm going to be like, um, <laughs> I watched a show. I remember I was sitting there and I had a glass of wine and it was, there was something on the TV. So I'm never good at this kind of thing anyway. Um, but what I will say is this, I, I, any, any, any version, um, any movie that comes out that is in any way influenced by paranormal activity I take as a really big compliment and I say sure. go for it I mean yeah. if you're going for it to make a, a few quick bucks good luck because you're probably not doing it for the right reasons and that might not happen but if you're going hey I really am inspired by this I'm going to take this idea and try to make it my own whether it works or it doesn't work and I think I know that there are some out there who, who absolutely have worked I, I mean yeah I mean what a great the thing about, you know, these kinds of movies is that, and movie making in general these days, is that you it's more accessible than ever. So yeah. at any point when you're inspired by something and you take it upon yourself to then create something from that inspiration, I'm like, go for it. If you want to make, you call it supernatural activity and try to make it your own, great. Go for it. You know, maybe think of a new type of it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there could have been spinoffs like, uh, I don't extracurricular or not extracurricular, um, extraterrestrial. Extracurricular, activity. that's a different movie. That's, that's... There, are, there are some really funny memes. <laughs> like there's, um, there was some sort of little sketch that was like, uh, like per normal activity or something, and it was like basically <laughs> your cat's waking you up in the middle of the night, and it was I have a cat as we've seen earlier. It was yeah. so accurate of like somebody pulling the covers off and then like like vomiting you know cat vomit right by your bed you like wake up and you're like no it's happening it was so funny i wish i could remember i wish i could give them a shout out and remember who did it but uh i do like the oh, comments whenever people can poke fun at us i i think that's pretty great too that is the ultimate flattery trust right. me anybody doing comedy about something is because they love it and they've watched it and yeah. that's what they're yeah. laughing about it you know yeah. for sure 
absolutely. Well, you know, they had the scary movies, right? That it came out because of Scream. Yes. So, you yeah. know, and, and didn't they do one for Paranormal I Activity? Think there was. I think there is. I think there was. We had we had a bit in a Simpsons episode, which was cool. Oh, um, that is very cool. All right. Wow. Um, and there have been I think that we were I think we were actually gosh, it's been so long now, but I think we were actually oh, I don't want to say this and be wrong, but I feel like we were spoofed on the Oscars for a millisecond. But maybe it wasn't the Oscars, maybe it was maybe Oh, I've seen this spoofed all, you know all yeah. over the place all over look even when i lived in spain i've seen stuff about it there you know so weird. people people love it there i mean it's just such a universal film again it's just a concept that any something goes creak in the night just yeah uh, and it was just the you know using the home video you know tone right and, and film look to it like that that is really what made it so scary i think if it would have been shot you know, like this, that, or the other, it wouldn't have had the same impact, like at all. I mean, I, I don't think at all. I, I heard that the the sound was redone for re-release. Did might, that? It might have did been. Did that help? I think. I mean, I know that there was sound stuff that happened later. Um, I have vague, vague memories of this, uh, and the sound design in it is pretty great because. A oh, lot of amazing. time, it's your imagination that's scaring you, and that sound just sort of adds to it. That's yeah. That's kind of I think the 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 kind of gift in this film is like you're going to scare yourself in your own head, and you're going to be yeah. on the screen trying to figure out what's what's coming. Um, Absolutely. That. So there was sound added in. Um, I mean, I'm sure he had a sound design before, but I'm sure they they answered sure. up. You know. I would have. I would have said, let's let's do this. I mean, I had to turn down my subwoofer when I was watching it. It was just so there's these big hums, you know, that, that come through. And it is. It's scary. Like you said, you, you create the fear yeah. yourself, your imagination. And like you said, you're darting around the screen trying to look at where, where is what is going to happen. And that's yeah. what's frightening because yeah. you think this is what I would be really doing if this was happening. Right. Yeah. And you just be so looking around, not know, breathing. Right. Oh, gosh, just I'm thinking about it right now. It's scaring me. I hate getting scared. I, I just I hate it. Um, my dogs were so angry with me because I was just squeezing. I had two of them just squeezing them so tight. Like, wait, wait don't know. say anything. Don't say anything funny. It's the internet. You're talking about your dogs. Okay, are you there? Boom! I'm here. You're there. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. Sorry. No, no, please. It's about please. the dogs. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the good news is I get the audio afterwards from yours and mine. So we'll we'll put it together. It probably won't even be as bad. But um, uh, one one other question I had, um, Katie, I won't keep you too much longer, but I'm, I'm always curious when a project, it's been a while on a certain project, when people look back on it, what they think they would do differently if they were to do it in the present. So if y'all were to make that movie, like if you were going to make that movie today, what, what do you think y'all would do differently i think i would give myself a, a, a character name so that nobody would be confused <laughs> and that's it to be honest with you really I, mean, wow. I, I think i think i mean the vanity in me would be like why don't you put some makeup on once or twice the entire world's gonna see this film kitty won't hurt you you know so maybe that but i don't know that that would really serve the film you know i feel like i feel like I feel like that that you know period of time when we filmed Paranormal was was so beautiful and precious and creative and pure. Like it was so 
it was it was the it was the it was the best of what creating is without any of the other stuff that gets in its way and i'm so grateful for that time and i think other than calling myself michelle or julia or sarah or something i i don't think that there's anything i would change i'm i'm i and how why could i mean look i'm so grateful for my life i'm so grateful that i was a part of something that you know ended up being so well received yeah i wish i had a better answer for you but i think that's it no, I think that's it's it's a real answer, right? That that's all it is. Just looking for there's no right or wrong. Um, yeah, that's that's great. I I think that's great. That just shows how much you do you are grateful for that experience. To be honest with you, I really so am. That, that's what that shows. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I would be too if I had done, but I can't act. I can't do nothing. So I can't do nothing like that. Good food. I cook. Yeah, I cook for sure. I love cooking. Uh, you know, but uh, um, you know, not the same. I don't it's know. Not, you know, it is creative. It is fun. This is why I like it. It is creative yeah. and fun and collaborative. And, yeah. you know, you, you do get excitement when someone enjoys the dish and yeah. tells you how great it is. Um, but, you know, you've also got this is the worst thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> well, trust yeah. me, we get some of those too with the movies. You know, there's right. this not all, not all right. haters. Yeah. Uh, are you still in North Texas or are you in Austin? Or are you still, where are you in? I'm in Austin. Yep. That's exactly. <laughs> My favorite city. It's my favorite city. I I can't wait to someday have a place there and go there often. It's my heart. I love that city. I'm right off of South Congress. Um, yeah, love. I love Austin. I moved here 2014 to open my food truck and catering business and restaurant yeah. and all that, you know, and moved here specifically for that reason, you know, came love to the city and yeah, I love it here. It, it really is a cool city and it's a great food city i mean that's yeah. why i moved here they're yeah. just so the city is so supportive of good natural artisanal food you know handmade yeah. family you know independent there's not a bunch of chilies and tgi right. fridays around here and right. not at all i mean it's just so different from dallas from where i grew up you yeah, know yeah. just right it's just so well so different from that when the world opens back up austin is at the top of my list of places to go and I will to keep up with you and eat a lot of food and see a lot of all my favorite musicians are in Austin. So see a lot of concerts and, um, really, really enjoy Austin. And yeah, it's my favorite city. Absolutely. We'll, we'll go out to eat. I would get my wife. We'll, we'll go out to eat. We love to eat. We love to cook. We, I mean, food is everything to us, to yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh, Katie, you know, I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk to us. Uh, you know, before we go, I want to make sure you tell people how they can sort of stay connected with you, yeah. you know, uh, social media, website, whatever, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. I am real Katie Featherston. Uh, in, case, in case you thought there was maybe one <laughs> out there, there are occasionally. Um, and then Twitter, I'm at Katie Diane with two N's. Uh, I'm on, or my website's katiefeatherston.com. Um, but I'm on, I'm on Twitter some, I'm on Instagram more often. And I always do storytelling shows and have a couple projects I'm working on. And, and I, I will certainly post and keep people updated on whatnot on the, on the gram. You know, thanks Patrick. I appreciate you reaching out and this has been fun to chat with you. Awesome. Absolutely. As well. Thank you again, Katie. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city 
for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. <music>